This is episode 42 of the Lingolstown Life podcast. In this episode, Kendall Berry interviews Greg and Sarah Axman, who have three sons spanning from high school to college to graduate programs. They share the blessings they found in this stage of life, their experiences during this pandemic, and wisdom that they've gathered over the years that has helped them navigate parenting and relationships. to the Lingolstown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Well, welcome to the Lingolstown Life podcast. This month in our sermon series and on our podcast, we're talking about relationships. We're interviewing families in our community that are at different ages and stages in both their lives and their relationships to learn from their wisdom that they have to share about navigating relationships during this time. So today I'm excited to be joined by Sarah and Greg Axman. Sarah actually works with me at the church as minister to children and youth. And yeah, they've they've attended Lingolstown for many years. So Greg and Sarah, thank you for joining me. It's well, great to be part of this. Yeah, thanks for having us, Kendall. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation. So for anyone who doesn't know you, could you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family? Well, Greg and I met when we were kids. We were actually born and raised in the same small town in South Dakota. Um, so here's your first trivia question of the night. What's the capital of South Dakota? Uh, Three seconds. Bismarck. No! Oh, oh, Kendall. I don't know. Tell me what it is. Close, though. Somewhat. Kind of. North Dakota. You've got North Dakota covered, but South Dakota's capital is here. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, Little little River City, um, right on the Missouri River. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You know, your listeners probably won't score better than you do. Okay. Anyway, that's where we grew up and um, uh, found our way to central Pennsylvania by way of Chicago, by way of Alabama, kind of a, a long journey as, as a married couple. But we love central Pennsylvania. We've been here for 21 years. And um, we were invited to Lingolstown Life. We had an invitation to worship there and um, never, ever went anywhere else. And we were here with a, what, one and a half year old? One year old. Yeah, one year old. Wow. Our eldest was one when we, when we got here and uh, really fell in love with the community of Lingolstown Life. And have become really involved and active. Like you said, we're on staff together. And that's been a journey getting to that part. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like our church is the kind of place where you come once and you just stay. Like for us, we came and everyone was so nice and so welcoming. We're like, well, I guess we found our church. (laughs) And for us, living here from out of state, state, it was um, a real comfort. We just felt really comfortable there. Mm. And it is funny too, as many times in life, right? You 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 come and you keep thinking of yourself as the the new people and then all of a sudden you're not you're <laughs> yes and you're like wow we, we're kind of the we're ones not the new like, people anymore <laughs> i've been here for a long time yeah i know that's lingo style life has a lot of a lot of uh our membership is that way mm-hmm. so and so greg tell us about your job as well i work for uh, dnh distributing we're uh, you know locally uh, co-owner ESOP that has just done incredible things, been around over a hundred years and mm-hmm. uh, D&H that is. Not me, I'm not a yeah. one. 
but I look good for being yes. over That's another story. Anyway, but uh, it's a great, great local company that really many people don't know about because we're kind of the middleman. We're a distributor of technology. Yeah. You'll you'll get a lot of things, maybe technology items from Amazon or whomever, doesn't matter, but they actually we're packing and shipping that to your door. Wow. You work with all kinds of technology companies, Hewlett Packard, Lenovo, on and on and on. Um, that we just help help them sell their products out in the marketplace. So well, just work from home and everything hasn't been it's not good for everybody but it's for our business dnh that is it's been a pretty good thing we've we're doing well and made the pivot to work from home but everybody is getting through it we're like surviving we it yeah <laughs> that's good just like the rest of us and and you have three sons right we do we have three sons like we said we moved here 20 plus years ago with our eldest um he's august named after my grandfather um and and your grandfather, his name's August Anton. He's a triple A, triple A, August Anton Axon. Anyway, he's in graduate school. He's getting his master's degree, his MBA in finance at Widener University in Chester, doing all kinds of stuff there. He's a graduate assistant with their small business development. Um, Good for him. CBC, and, and he's an assistant soccer coach for their men's team. So he's, he's very much enjoying all that in spite of the pandemic. And then we have um, our 18-year-old who's, a freshman at St. Joseph's University outside of Philadelphia. And, you know, they're there, they're mostly in person, but they have sort of a hybrid situation going on. Mm-hmm. And he's um, a bio major, also a soccer player. So he's enjoying himself. And then we have our junior in high school, Eric, our baby, who's 17 and keeps us hopping still. So we're, we're in that stage of life where we're, we're, in high school and college and graduate school. Yeah. Well, you're almost empty nesters. <laughs> almost right. Empty nest though doesn't mean you stop parenting. We're learning that. That's <laughs> true. That's true. So we are coming up on a full year since we went into lockdown for this pandemic and it has been quite the experience. And I'm just curious, what kinds of things have changed for your family in the last year? Oh, wow. Well, the, probably the biggest thing, right. Was from kind of the get-go is we were all together much more often mm. <laughs> than we had because we had yeah. three boys and Sarah and myself all very, very busy schedules and doing all the things we do. And all of a sudden, all those things we used to do, we all of a sudden couldn't do. Yeah. And right and right at first, right, everybody got sent home. And so how, how was that going to work out? And so we all were right almost back to well, we were, we were back to a full house. Mm-hmm. Everybody was home and uh, we, we kind of had to, uh, I know they love using that word, but it was really a pivot because everybody came back home. They were still going to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. At one point so. we had um, graduate school and college and high school and two jobs going on at every level of our house, <laughs> all virtually. It was, it was, and you never knew who, when the dog was going to bark or when someone was going to knock on the door. <laughs> And everything would go crazy, but yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously we are not alone in that situation and, you know, having to reposition ourselves from mm-hmm. home base, but um, everybody, you know, everybody was pretty resilient. And when it, when it all started a year ago, we had two seniors, senior in high school, senior in college. So mm-hmm. that was, I must confess a very, the worst part of the pandemic for us because it was so sudden and so unexpected and so unknown and 
those guys worked so hard to sort of celebrate their their senior years and that that was a disappointment I think definitely a loss and it's just a thing I mean we still celebrated in different ways which were fun but yeah that was tough but it wasn't how you expected (laughs) or hoped to celebrate it no that's hard maybe been one of the biggest lessons we've learned is you've got to really set aside the standard expectations and just learn to see things as they are and for what they are Mm. and appreciate the small things because the small things really are the big things (laughs) we've learned that too and I guess you you did get some unexpected family time (laughs) yes we did (laughs) and that was not that was that was great I mean I was in awe of our kids to be honest with you how well they handled it um August would not have been home but for the pandemic as long as he was our eldest okay the three of them really just got to know each other in a different way, I think, mm. um, that they they wouldn't have had that time together otherwise, just because of the, where they're at in their lives. So that was very cool. They they set up little foot soccer tent, you know, tournaments for themselves. They would work out together. They would challenge each other. We had great conversations over the dinner table, spirited. <laughs> and the dog's working. <laughs> spirited here so there you go so a son spanning from high school through college and also getting their masters what are some challenges and what are some blessings that you found in this stage of life that's a really good question it's <laughs> a really good question yeah I mean I think as parents what we've learned at every stage is that you're you're learning right along with your children mm-hmm. so when I when I go to work and I see the preschoolers come through the doors and I, I, I catch a glimpse at some of the weary faces of the parents. <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday because all three of our kids went to LCNS. They're right. And, um, and I just remember those days thinking, oh, can this day be any longer? Can this, you know, can this night be any longer? Can this phase be any longer? And then suddenly you wake up and they're 12. Yes. And suddenly you wake up and they're asking for the keys to your car. Mm. And suddenly you wake up and they're navigating college um, and what they want to do for the rest of their life. So it's, you know, the challenges, I think, is just making sure that you stay relevant in their conversations and their stages. But, but it's not as daunting as that sounds because you're growing right along with them. You've never had a child that age before. So you're discovering things right along with them. Um, and so that's also a blessing because it's it's fun. Although our, our oldest has often accused us of 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 him being our practice child. <laughs> well, I think all firstborns are. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what he would always say. He'd go, you know, I know this is just you're just practicing this on me. <laughs> so maybe Eric has it the easiest. <laughs> okay, all right. It's true. No. There's no manual. <laughs> and you know what? They have their own life to live, and so I think. Um, Maybe one of the blessings of this stage is um, what I sort of referred to in the previous question was they're at a more relatable age mm. um, to one another as well. And so our conversations, you know, what we, how we interact, those kinds of things, they're, they're really fun because everyone's a big boy now. We can all take it. <laughs> interesting would Although be another like, word too. Yeah. <laughs> fun and interesting. Yeah. Like, why would you? Where did that come yeah, from? Uh, yeah. It's it's fascinating uh, for it sure. Is. Yeah. Do you think that the pandemic has made it 
I'm sure on some level it's added an extra layer of anxiety just in general, but is it harder as a parent to kind of let go and let your children live life when they're in this age and it's a pandemic, but yeah, Yeah, let's throw the pandemic out there. (laughs) I think that's, that's a, an accurate statement. Um, it's just another thing, but it is just another thing. Um, you know, again, we've never experienced parenting in a pandemic. So now we have, I think maybe we're good. Maybe we wouldn't do it again. Differently. Like at the beginning, (laughs) honestly, I wouldn't let anyone go anywhere. I I was the only one allowed to leave the house. (laughs) Only one going to the grocery store. Not that they cared as long as there was, you know, food on the table, they were super happy about it. But um, like Eric has a friend that lives around the corner and he's like, can I just, I'm like, no. And I remember you and I were at the grocery store at the same time that Friday before everything shut down. Well, that's right. We were. Oh my goodness. We ran into each other at the, at the checkout line. And did you have two carts? I don't remember. I might have because I was so <laughs> fearful they were going to run out of meat. So I, would, I would buy meat by like 10 pounds at a time, like, you know, oh. 10 pounds of hamburger, 10 pounds of chicken. <laughs> I wasn't so worried about like the toilet paper and such, although I I did have to buy a fair share of it. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, three growing boys yeah, as I really, well. I didn't want to be a hoarder. I, I didn't, didn't want to fall into that, that category. But but yeah, I mean. Um, I, but I think, you know, a lot of this, to, to your question, I think at the core of it, right, is for them, right? We hear a lot about, hey, kids aren't affected as much by this. But we, at least our parenting of them was it. But you can carry that. So you can take that to the next spot. And so you have to be smart make good decisions be intelligent and uh mm. so we try to right as as best they can live a bit of a life but right we did especially the beginning hold like many hold a lot of things back and said we just got to figure out some more things before we can take those next steps make those next decisions and yeah and slowly it's gotten you know as we all have gotten educated um figured some things out and, and they were uh, very good about uh, it and they understood it which was which I think made it easier for us. We weren't trying to put a mask on a three-year-old. So they were, they were able to handle it. And they did, like I said, they did so pretty darn well, not without disappointment and some stress and anxiety. Absolutely. Mm. They've all been there, but um, they've been able to, to support one another and get through it pretty well. So that's good. That's great. And it's nice that they have each other too. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, that, yes, was, yes. that was a big deal, a big benefit that they had versus, you know, some other folks that we know and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Isolated. They at least had a lot of things in common that they were doing. Yep. Kept them busy. So what advice do you have for other families in this stage of life? Whether, I mean, it doesn't have to be pandemic related, but just the stage of life with kids heading off to college, end of high school. How do you... Uh, navigate that I think I think the the biggest thing um that I thought of that question sort of popped into my head and right it's it's funny in every stage but it's it remains and remains true as just is being patient Mm -hmm. uh, patience I, I, I that's just can't be it's probably overused and probably the most difficult thing to do Cause you want to step in, you want to protect, you yeah. want to make decisions, but no, they need to make decisions. But that goes from when they were 
because Sarah pointed out when they were three, same thing. I got to be patient with her. I know you're yes. going to argue with me. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, when they're 17 <laughs> and 22, you say, you don't know what you're talking about. I need you. This. <laughs> you don't know everything. And so, right, it, you've, as Sarah pointed out, you, you've got to age with them and figure that out. But that's where probably drawing into the pandemic too, it was, it was so impactful because now all of a sudden you're all in the space together doing you know, much more than you're used to doing mm-hmm. on top of each other and showing, trying to, that's a better word, trying to be patient with everybody and their feelings, what they were thinking and why they wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And yeah. um, so, right, it, it's a, uh, I won't say it's, it, it, it's just one of the most difficult things, but it, it absolutely applies to all those circumstances from, again, when they're young yeah. and when they're old. And, and I'm sure that will continue for us. Yeah. As they even get get older, we still see some decisions they make and kind of go, "What? Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense." <laughs> but I think piggybacking on that, um, we pray for patience a lot. Therefore, we're, we get to practice it a lot, right? Mm. So be careful what you pray <laughs> yes. for. I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> but um, pick your battles. That's that's a, a bit of advice I think we could realistically uh, share with with parents, especially at this age. Not that we battle a lot, but, you know, don't be concerned so much about, I don't know, cosmetic things, things that don't matter. If they Mm want to wear jeans that have all kinds of rips in them, who cares, right? If they want to wear a mohawk, okay, it's their hair. Just, I wouldn't prefer that, not, by the way. You know, the moment, you know what? It's, not, anyway. it's, it's, it's who they are and it's an expression of what yeah. they're at in their life. So, you know, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Get to the high school and college age, you know, you come home and you're like, where did that nose ring come from? Right. You know, that, <laughs> that's what we had to deal with. But there well, are real just, life, though, coming back <laughs> pandemic, nobody wanted to get their hair cut. Everybody just, True. the shaggy look came back and was like, oh, yeah. come on. Right. You, know, <laughs> anyone to get their hair cut. you didn't get out the, um, the clippers well in the end right the barber shops and everything were closed you couldn't even get a haircut so then it was like okay we're just gonna run with this (laughs) that's funny anyway yeah so pick your battles and just stay stay true to the core of of what your family is about and Mm -hmm. when you start you know seeing them veer from that that that's when you you know those important conversations need to happen um that's good advice what they're doing and where they're at that's that's communication is huge um, set up a time, especially when they go off to college, set up a time every week that works in their schedule that you can touch base. Don't stalk them on your cell phone. You know, I, I that they don't want to get a text from mom every day. And uh, keep, keep it in touch, but respect the fact that they are doing their own thing in their own way and let them tell you about it, right? Let them, let them be that person that gets, gets to report and what they get to report back on. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny though, because I feel like at some point it changes too. Like now I'm at the point where I'm like stalking my parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you didn't answer me. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Kendall, you've nailed it. That's right. I'm, I'm right there with you. Doing we'll let you know when, when, when the roles reverse and we start getting um, daily mix text from our <laughs> <laughs> oh so this month in our sermon series uh which is called who are these people i'm living with 
We're talking about relationships and learning better ways to honor each other. And this topic is so especially relevant because we've spent so much time with our families as we've just been talking about, and they're bound to be annoyances and frustrations that pop up with even with the people that we love. So you've already given some great advice, but would you be willing to share a few things that God has been teaching you in this season that's helping you to honor each other in your family and in your other relationships? I think that for me, I think God has given this family a gift in the sense that we've had this very unusual downtime. Um, Our boys were just active growing up and still are, and they thrive on it. They seek it. They enjoy it. And we still try to keep priorities, you know, you know, get, get to church, do, do youth group, you know, have a, have a daily faith, Um, you know, don't forget your center, but when, when there isn't three kids going in three different directions, literally every night of the week, it's been, I don't know, like I said, such a gift to to sort of evaluate, reprioritize, Mm -hmm. and to really um, get to know not only yourself a little bit better, but each other and to be sensitive to maybe who they really are. Um, mm. You know, those dinnertime conversations are very revealing. Um, so I don't know, I guess that's been maybe the biggest lesson. Go back to simpler times and try to try to grasp those things that are um, such gifts. And like I said at the beginning, they're small things, but they really are the big things. Um, so I've really appreciated that. And I've, I've been grateful. That's my one biggest, um, lesson of gratitude through the pandemic has been that downtime to really get to know the kids again. And that sounds really weird, but what makes it? Well, it's a great, you know, and until Sarah said that, I really hadn't thought about it, but right. The one thing on January 1st, 2020, you know, everybody was going, doing all the things that we do Mm -hmm. and yet you come to April 1st, 2020, as a family, we were sitting down and eating dinner together every night yeah. for the yes. next five months yeah. and had no idea that was going to be there for us, right? right? So that blessing of really getting that opportunity to sit down and have lively discussions and talk about all kinds of things, right? That, mm-hmm. that at our time where our kids were at wasn't really was done. There's no way. August was graduating from college, so he's already gone and yeah, John was going to be going on fairly quickly, right? And so all of a sudden, bam, here's this time at a much different age, because uh, August was a senior in college, right? And so we hadn't had that for a long time. Um, so that was really that, that it is something I hadn't, I guess, realized, but that was the other thing, too, I think um, that was a, a lesson learned that that's really valuable is to we really shouldn't speculate like speculation Mm -hmm. would just fuel anxiety and fuel fear and so what we learned to do better I think was just really to take it one day at a time Mm -hmm. maybe some days one hour at a time and that also had to do with us being on top of one another and being you know at our best and at our worst all at the same time and trying to just sort of bypass annoyances and those kinds of things but but one thing that I think we did pretty well was to just stop speculating and move move into the next day with what we learned today 
And so mm. that's how I think we got through some of those tougher days and maybe some of those annoyances is just, um, you know, you, you can't change the situation that you're in. Right. So make the best of it and move forward with it. And understand that, as we've said at church lately, it's okay not to be okay. Too. Yeah. We're all going to have bad days. And yes. Okay as well. Yeah. Because I've got plenty of gray hair. I don't need more gray hair. <laughs> Oh, well, I thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Um, here's one more question to wrap it up. What is one of your favorite memories from this last year with your family? Oh, well, I learned that we're not game players or puzzle, <laughs> um, puzzle makers. <laughs> I've seen all these people like, oh, we've had game night, family game night every night. <laughs> no, no. One of my favorite memories was Mother's Day. Okay. Oh. Um, I was sort of catching the wave of container gardening and backyard gardening. And we've tried that over the years to not much success, but these guys pulled up a do-it-yourself project and built like with, with electric saws and, and everything. A little dangerous, a little dangerous <laughs> for the extra family. In the garage, they built me a, a raised garden. And oh, that's so nice. Great. Yeah. So we had a little garden and it was successful. Beets and carrots and peas and beans and all kinds of things. So that was a grand experiment, but I loved the day they were building it because they were all out in the garage and it was pretty cool. Aww. They weren't yelling at each other though. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so that was yeah, maybe of... my favorite Mother's Day gift. <laughs> yeah. But we worked through it. We worked through some of the challenges of that. So that was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Did you have a favorite memory? I do it. It's kind of it's kind of an odd one, right? Because we we're all in lockdown. But later in the summer, we were able to go for away for oh. a long weekend. Yeah. And and it was kind of like I said, we got that blessing of being together. And even mm. when we went away, it was to the beach. But even when we went to the beach, we couldn't intermix with anybody else. Right. right? So we we're kind of in our own bubble, a pod, <laughs> if you will. But that made that experience so much different because nobody was running off wanting to do something else. And let's yes. Go. We all kind of just stuck together and kind of had, mm -hmm. again, for for older kids, right, compared to when you're young, when you had all that, I mean, we were together. And yes. so, but it was different, right? So different conversations and different hangout, just all of that. We were, I mean, we were, we were locked together. <laughs> again, that sounds negative, but yeah. we were doing this all together in a much different sense than we had previous vacations. Yeah. Mm. Um, as they We're got going, older, things yeah, could run and going go to do. the beach meant you never yeah. see each other for yeah. the day, and then you come back together at night, or not necessarily, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. That was nice. so a lot of great conversations and just mm -hmm. enjoyment in doing all that. And so, uh, right, those are again, I, and I guess I lean towards that because that was fine, you know, we got to get out of the house, <laughs> we yeah. did it together. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you escaped you know, like, a little, like we still talk about go, we really like to go just go someplace, and there's just nowhere to go yet still um so i think that's one of the big struggles for a lot of people right you just want to go and do something whatever different. yeah i'm feeling that now <laughs> and, cooped, uh, up. Yeah, cooped up but it sounds like you've had just some really special family time i'm glad you guys got that gift this year and all of the all of the hard that's happened that is a gift absolutely and and you know take heart parents of younger kids Time flies so fast, don't wish it away, but just mm. stick with them at every stage and every phase and call us. <laughs> yes. Call us we'll help you. <laughs> we'll make it to college. 
navigating college alone is just like a whole nother podcast, but yeah, I can't imagine. (laughs) Um, so any final thoughts, last words? No, but this was fun. Thank you, Kendall. We appreciate your time. This was fun. This has been a really fun conversation. (laughs) Bye Kendall. joining us on the Linglestown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.